Hey there, avid listeners, and Happy New Year. Hope you're all enjoying 2021 so far. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about Rage and Ruin by Jennifer L. Armentrout. And I have to say, this is one of those books that I kind of really loved. Uh, I read the first book. I love the first book. And the reason behind why I love this series so much is because it is about gargoyles you know it does have angels it does have demons but you know there are also gargoyles and i'm a huge fan of the gargoyles animated or animated cartoon would really love to see the cast come back and kind of do a live action (laughs) version but i'm all i'm here for it i am here for gargoyles and that's why i kind of love this story because it really is something unique to me I have not, in all my time of reading, come across gargoyles in literature as sort of central figures, and moreover as protagonists. You know, they are the heroes in the context. And that's not something I've come across. I've seen gargoyles in literature, don't get me wrong, but they're usually... um, being controlled by someone evil they're usually just a statue it's that someone evil a wizard or something brought to life for the time being so i really haven't seen gargoyles come to life in the way that armin trout brings them to life and i love how this story really navigates you know you see the first novel and i think the first novel is a really good starting point for this series. I really do think that the author did a great job with establishing the world and the characters, but a lot has happened throughout the course of that novel. Trinity left her home. She has a new uh, protector, Zane, who she is very attracted to, and there's a lot of tension there. So I really do think that It presents something to the reader. It really does give the reader something unique. It gives the reader something fresh. It gives the reader something new. And I know those are all synonyms, but I can't stress that enough that Armentrout has done something really incredible here. Now, first and foremost, you know, this story, world building's done. We have our establishments. We know what's going on. We don't need any more of that. Great. Awesome. I love how Amantrash is like, you guys know the world. I don't need to rehash it for you. She does drop little hints, you know, a year. I, I do appreciate when authors do that because sometimes, you know, a year passes between books and a lot of readers don't have a lot of time to reread previous books or they have their enormous to be read pile like myself so I do appreciate when authors just drop little recaps you know gargoyles they exist in our world and they are protectors between angels and demons and the world is aware that gargoyles do exist I think that that's very cool that's it that's all we need to know and then throughout the story, you know, she does remind us about instances, you know, Trinity's mother, her death, Trinity's relationship with her former protector, how they were friends. And, but what she does more, not and, but <laughs> what she does more is she delves more into the past of the demons. She delves into the past of the angels and the gargoyles. And it's interesting and unique. 
because there's a lot of lore there. There's a lot of history. There's a lot of mysticism that even they are unaware of. There's a lot of history going back to ancient times that these characters are really just starting to uncover. And there's also a lot of high tension that really lends itself to increasing the pace of the story. So it really is a fast-paced story that really glues the reader to the story. And I love it. You know, I do love this pacing. I do love how I was hooked. I was hooked from beginning to end. I do not think that this novel faltered at all. I really do think it's a great sequel. I love the depth that is added. I love the development that is added to the characterization because we're really seeing these characters in a more fragile state than in the previous novel. They weren't really fragile to begin with. Uh, I don't think we really got to see just how fragile they were in the previous novel, but given the events of Storm and Fury, especially for Trinity and Zane, you know, they were supposed to be each other's, um, they were supposed to have the bond initially, but you know, life happens. Nothing went according to plan. Zane met the half demon, half gargoyle chick, and her, Trinity's uncles got it wrong. They, they got who her protector was supposed to be wrong and kind of screwed up a lot. <laughs> but you know, they didn't intend to. They thought they were doing something right. And for Trinity, she still does have her disability. Before, she never really wanted to recognize her retinitis. You know, she has retinitis pigmentosa. Um, she's slowly going blind in her eyes. So she does have a blind spot. And what I did appreciate with this novel is, in the first novel, she didn't really acknowledge that it's a disability. Which is fine. Great. More power to you. And I thought it was really empowering for her. But I think in this novel, she does recognize that her retinitis pigmentosa is a disability. But she's learning how to fight better despite it. She's learning how to use her disability to her advantage to make her a better fighter. And I think that that's really a step up from the first novel because... Armatrout is saying to the reader, like, your, your disabilities do not define you. You don't have to ignore them or pretend they don't exist, but you don't have to let them define you either. And I think on some level, Trinity was letting them define her. They, she was letting her disability define how she was fighting, and now she has to compensate for it because it did come back and bite her in the tush many times. So I think it's really good that She's stepping up to the plate. She's becoming a better fire. She's opening up more to Zane and to her new friends. She's taking on a new perspective. And I really do, like I said earlier, think that that adds more depth and development to her characterization and adds a lot to her relationship with Zane because they've been through a lot. There are lots of things they aren't supposed to be doing that they have to kind of fight and contend with. So it adds a lot of tension to the story with their relationship, and it developed their relationship a lot. And I think that they've grown 
not just as a dynamic. They they did have a great dynamic in the previous novel, but I think in this novel, their dynamic has grown, it has flourished, and it really does give something to the reader. It does give the reader a really good relationship to, to read, uh, to put it lamely. <laughs> but you know what? My final thoughts on this are, it was an incredible sequel. I don't think I could start off the... I'm so glad I'm starting off the year with a book I love. <laughs> uh, it really is a good novel. I really do love it. I'm so excited for the third book, Grace and Glory. Um, I'm gonna, I'm going to pre-order that like I did with this one. But I'm really hoping that I'm going to get an arc, much like with Rage and Ruin, to read and review. Uh, so once again, this was Rage and Ruin. I'm going to go ahead and give it four and a half stars. I think it was incredible. I think it's a really good, solid story. I really do think it continues the story and narrative in a really thoughtful way. And you know what? It's, it has gargoyles. Come on. Gargoyles, angels, demons, good characterization, amazing plot, fast pace. I love it. I love it. I can't say any more good things about it because I think I'm going to be a broken record at this point. <laughs> Um, in any case, I hope you all have a great rest of your day. Happy New Year once again. And please, if you like this podcast, please do not forget to like it. Please subscribe to my channel. And please share it with all your book-loving friends. I hope you all have a great rest of your day. And as always, happy reading. Mm-hmm.